ZTP Zen Trap Perspective. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen P. And we are back on a book review today. P, tell them what we got. We got an electrifying, life changing, perspective shifting self help book. It's not even really a self help <laughs> book, but it is the world renowned book, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I think I said his name right. Don't hurt me if I do. But um, this book was really good to me. Uh, I think we both did the audiobook versions um, just for saving kind of like time a little bit. And uh, I like, I'm, I'm starting to like audiobooks. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks this year. This was a great audiobook for me to listen to, too, as well. Um, uh, why don't you start us off with what we usually talk about, which is. Who would you recommend this book to? Um, I would honestly, this is a good read for everybody, but honestly, I think like uh, young adults maybe, or even our age, this is a good book for everybody. But I guess um, I w- if I had to pick a target audience, it's someone who's pursuing their purpose. Like someone who doesn't know like what their purpose is or how they think they can find their purpose. Um, and it's, my it's a fictional book so it's is it it is it i'm just playing i'm just playing <laughs> um it's a fictional book but it has so many like real life practical points in it that it's definitely kind of like a self help for someone who's looking to find their purpose in my opinion so someone that that's in that space is kind of who I would recommend it to. What about you? I'll go the opposite way. I'll go with somebody lost, like somebody who mm. uh, hasn't even been thinking about finding a purpose or hasn't been trying maybe risky things with their life or has been playing mm-hmm. it safe or just been kind of going with the flow, like uh, just coasting, kind of been coasting, letting like ha- life happen. So I'll go the opposite way. I would recommend this to somebody who yeah. has just been just been doing stuff just for the sake of doing it or just been doing it because they thought like that's what they're supposed to do or that's what society or the parents have been telling them to do. I would recommend this book to somebody like that, young or old. Okay. I think that's a, that's a good group. Um, I guess, how would you describe it? What, like, how would you describe this book? I know I asked you immediately when you recommended, I was like, what is it about? And there's different ways you can tell people what's the book about, but how would you describe it? I would describe it as uh, a book about a boy going on his uh, in search of his life's purpose or, or journey or whatever. So it's a, a book about a boy going on a journey. So it's like you said, it's fictional, but um, uh, yeah. So it, I don't know if you necessarily. Well, yeah, it's fictional. You can t- you can tell it's fictional in some parts of it, but um, it's just again, it's like the almost like the hero's quest type of story. So. But it's just full of, like you said, very practical, logical lessons that you can kind of learn uh, when pursuing your what you believe to be your life's journey or purpose. What about you? 
Uh, I would describe it as something similar as an overall, but I think what kind of stood out to me is just like this boy is on a journey and he's meeting new people. That's kind of how I would describe it. Like he's meeting these people and he's getting these omens or what they call them in the book omens um, or kind of like good signs from the universe is how I would describe an omen. He's getting these signs from the universe and just following them uh, to on his journey. And I think that's really cool because they just kind of show you how your journey can change completely like that. Like, just in a matter of a minute. So I think it's just a kind of a boy on a journey for real. All right. Um, I think we're to your favorite section. What's your favorite bar in the book? Or just tell me some of the bars that you you found that you thought were were really good. Whew. Now, this book is full of bars. Um, these are some of the ones I jotted down. I'm sure there's plenty I could, I could have. <laughs> A list. This is almost like think like a monk, just riddled with bars. But um, I think one of my favorite, which again I probably got like three or four, but like one of my favorites is it's the simple things in life that are most extraordinary. Only wise men are able to understand them. Mm. I agree with that. Um, Another one. Everybody has an idea of how everyone else should live their lives, but not their own. Everybody has an idea of how everyone else should live their lives, but not their own. Yeah, that's like some hypocritical type to me. But I feel you. Yeah, it's not even well. It is hypocritical, but at the end of the day, it's like natural. It's like what people do. It's like everybody got a compliment or speak on like, yeah, you should not be doing that. You should be doing this. You should. Okay, what are you doing? Yeah. What about you? You got some. I got I got several. I'm kind of with you. It's a bunch of bars. Um, so mine are a lot of kind of like the stories that were told. So that he basically told this boy to hold two drops of oil um, in a spoon and like to walk around this house or museum or place or whatever and not let the oil spill out the spoon. And uh, when he got back, he, like, basically completed a circle. He was like, did you see all the stuff? And he was like, nah, I was focused on the spoon. And he was like, well, do it again, but see all the wonders. And when he got back, he saw all the wonders, and he was like, what about the oil in the spoon? And it was gone. And he was basically like, "Um, a shepherd may like to travel, but he may never forget his sheep. So the kind of bar in that is, you know, you got – you still got, like, so much that you can see in the world and you need to like stop focusing on this little thing and see the whole journey. But at the same thing, you can't forget about the little things either. So I thought that was a, a bar. Um, I think what was my favorite? Oh, everything that happens once can never happen again, but everything that happens twice surely will happen again. I was like, Oh, that's a bar. That's a fire. I heard that one, but I was like, that one ain't so good. Yeah. Um, He did another, everything you deal with is only one thing and nothing else. So to me, that was kind of like letting kind of like your thoughts pass, like just addressing a moment for just that. It's just this moment, nothing else. Don't read too far into it. So that was a good one for me. 
good things will be a beautiful surprise. If bad things, if bad things, you only suffer for greatly before they occur. That was a good I one. Catch that uh, one. Good things will be a beautiful surprise. If bad things, oh, maybe I didn't write that right. I might have to go listen to that one again. Bad things are you will suffer greatly before they occur. All right. Yeah, I was about. I, I mean, I heard what you said, but I didn't understand. Yeah, it. not bad. But bad things are you. Your wheel, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> um, let's see. Any more you got? Yeah. Uh. Well, my last one, I guess. When we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. That's good. Definitely. And I think a reoccurring one in the book was um, when you really want something, the universe will conspire uh, to help you achieve it. So I thought that was really good. They said that several things, several times throughout the book. So I thought that was a bar for sure. You got any more before we move on? Uh, Nah, I could find more for sure. But like those were definitely some of my top my top favorite ones. So yeah. what was your favorite section of the book? Because I don't think it really had, like, well, for the audio book to me, it didn't really have, like, chapters like that that I was following. But what was your yeah, favorite area? Like, um, I think probably towards the ending, uh, he was kind of given the task of turning himself into the wind, which, you know, I don't want to ruin the book for you, but uh, basically – him like realizing that he spoke the universe of the world as we all do and everything has a soul. Um, And so it just basically talked about him basically talking to the desert and then talking to the wind and then talking to the sun uh, all to kind of get him to turn himself into the wind to protect him from this group of soldiers that were going to kill him or something. But it was just kind of, like as I'm listening to the audiobook, I can visualize exactly what's happening um so well. And it was just kind of moving that he didn't realize what was happening. The wind was the desert was working with the wind, the wind was working with the sun, all to kind of help him turn himself into a wind before he could even realize it. So that was a really good section of the book for me. Uh just talking about kind of using all the connections that you've made and using that universal language to speak to things or people. Yeah, why did you like it so much? Uh, just because it was, it was, it hit home for me. Like I believe in connecting with people on that level, connecting with things on that level, um, and knowing that all those things can conspire together to help you reach your goal, right? Because ultimately, everything that happened in this book was all to him reaching this treasure, right? It was all the world was helping him. And that just showed, like, even the elements of the world can help you um, conspire to reach your, your goal or your treasure. Yeah, I like that area, too. Um, and lucky you are able to have a visual memory, unlike some other people who can't see images <laughs> okay. in their head. Like, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. A blessing. Yeah, it is. Um, my favorite section was when he spent time um with the person who made like glass like made like yeah. different types of the glass shop stuff like mm-hmm. the merchant in the glass shop that whole time he was with the merchant 
I felt like it was like riddled with bars and I felt like it was just speaking to a time in my life, like before we did the spiritual retreat and stuff of like, um, I think the main takeaway I got from that to, to again, not give away a lot of the book is that like, you can get complacent even chasing your goals. Like mm -hmm. you can reach a goal. And I sent you a video about this on Instagram today about like uh, people who are at the most um, uh, risk of getting complacent are the people who are making like a hundred to $150,000 per year because it's like, Ballin'. once you get real, like, exactly. You just like, hey, Ballin'. what what do I need to do? Like, I'm comfortable, Me like why? Mediocre balling is the worst. Get so that is worse than if you're making like 50, 40, 60,000 a year, you could lose your hunger of like, or you again, you just get complacent. You'd be like, why am I going to go after two or five or extra passive income? Like, why do all of that? I'm I'm very comfortable here. This is a my new norm. Like, what what's the point? So I think relating it back to the story is like he was focused on one dream got super complacent at this new job that he randomly found, found that he was semi-good at it, and he borderline about to, like, give up Quit. on the dream. Like, give why, up on why? the whole dream. For what? Why? For what? I, I don't even back. need to do it no more. Yep. And I think it was, again, just riddled with bars. Even the, the stuff the dude was telling him about and how, like, the dude was like, if I really chase my dream, he'll end up with a uh, gold medal syndrome. Like, if I really just complete my dream, what 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 would I hope for? What would yeah. I complain about? Like that would just change my whole life. I'm comfortable How would I here. face why would every I, day? Yeah. Why would I make myself uncomfortable? And then really the worst thing that could happen is I could just achieve it. I achieve it and then what? Now what am I going to think about? What am I going to do? Yeah. I thought that again, gems. Gems galore. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I think that that part of the book was was really good for me in the sense that like I saw him being so creative and more innovative than he thought he could normally be right like he was just coming up with all these ideas and different things you can do and at first he kind of looked at himself as like I'm just a shepherd like I don't I don't really know much do much I'm a shepherd who can read which is already surprising but then as he kind of started getting there I felt like he came into his own where he really started to kind of uh develop as a person. I thought that was really cool too. But he definitely shows some complacency um towards the end. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I love yeah. the uh the sneaking in of a little bit of a love story. I love them I was very much describing like different perspectives in there too of how like at some points how he would be thinking he's smarter than some people or that he's got something figured out and then finding out that he don't and they kind of sh him showing the lessons he's learned. And like how his mindset changed throughout the book. So yeah. just again, like falling in love early and stuff like that and how stuff changes. I just really good book to me. It's like very concise too. It's not like this <laughs> yeah. long tale. I think when I used to hear about people that read The Alchemist or people that just would bring up the book, The Alchemist, it just sounds like a boring book from the title. And it just mm -hmm. sounds like something that's just, it, was it sounds like it's going to be like Harry, Harry Potter long and like, but again, this is me not knowing nothing about The Alchemist. Just hearing people kind of talking how I'm talking now. Like, oh my God, I love The Alchemist. Yeah. It's a good book. I've read it X amount of times. And you, I'm just thinking like, that book got to be yeah. long. I don't know why. I just feel like it's a Harry Potter like length. I just think book, the name of it is. It's a short read. I, you would say like, oh, I've listened to it like three, four times. And I was like, 
why? That's what I was thinking. Like, is it that good? That's what I was thinking. And then after I listened to it, I listened to it again. I was like, dang, I guess I could listen to this again. It's like, good. It's so the good. first time you listen to it, you just get Man. the story and you like, damn, that was good. The second time you can start relaxing a little bit, listening more, and you catch again, like yeah. 5 a.m. club, you start catching different bars, like, oh fuck, I didn't catch that last time. Or yeah. then you start like listening more into like like I tried the next time I listen, I don't try to like listen real hard at my favorite parts. I try to listen harder at like the parts I might have been like, nah. all right, all right, I get what he's doing. Shit's good, man. Bars, yeah. Definitely bars, definitely good. Um, I think it, even at the end, like him realizing his connection to the entire universe and just how everything came together was like, man, this is like a really good, good storyline. So I would definitely recommend it if you if you like good stories. Good. I got IG captions from out of there. It is it is <laughs> it is Look, fire. Yeah, um, sure. you know the the alchemist is like his mentor, like mentors and stuff. It's, I can you can reframe yeah. a lot of the, some of that stuff. So just like you said, it's a lot of practical stuff. Um, I forget it was one part about like um, telling somebody else uh, it was like a dude that was either like a baker or something like that. I don't know what he was, but pretty much just mm-hmm. saying like, oh, yeah, he had a dream of doing something else, too. But I think this, again, was either like around the glass shop time again, just yeah, about like talking was. about certain other people who like they had dreams of doing something. They stopped. They had that like 100K range. They they got comfortable it's and just they just was like, I'm cool where I'm at here. And we talked about this at the spiritual retreat. I don't know if you remembered about like how um, we talked about this with self-awareness on how Mm -hmm. people have like self-awareness almost has like levels and like you keep going up another level and then you'd be like, all right, I'm kind of comfortable here. And then you got to go to another level. And then you'd be like, damn, once you get to this level, you're looking around like who else is on this level? And then you're like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Cause we was like, Cause it's one thing to like be around somebody often, but not understand like what level of self awareness they are. Like me and Pete spent a lot of time together, but before the spiritual retreat, I knew you had some level of self awareness, but I don't know what level it is. And then even hold yourself accountable. Like, all right, where am I at on this spectrum of self awareness? So, um, I think definitely like once he started meeting people and more people to influence him, the king, the old man, the alchemist, like he started to up his level person by person that he came across, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, just showing the growth of his level of of, of awareness. But again, it goes back to that debate of like, was he just already that self-aware and had all that potential to grow? Because again, like he he was already just chilling in pastures, reading books and stuff. Like, was that that already in him or did he just develop that as he go? I'm going to say a little bit of both just to not have to... Choose a side, I agree. Per I se, think but... it's a little bit of both, for sure. Um, and when we have... talk about this, I just want to clarify before you say that that like, it's this is not like a superficial thing either about like awareness where it's like, oh, if this person's not aware, you can't talk to them. It's more so like a belief like type thing. So like, you're not gonna spend a long time talking to somebody who's agnostic about like God or somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus. It's like more so like. If you believe in self-awareness type stuff, it's good to have conversations with other people that believe that type of stuff to see what like they do believe and kind of going down the rabbit hole of that versus like if somebody don't really think about it or they find it boring, I'm not going to strike up a conversation. Like it's like I'm not going to talk to somebody who don't like sports about like who the best basketball team in the league and stuff. It's, so I just want to make sure that that was clarified before somebody's thinking like, oh, if you ain't self-aware, Lindsay and Paris can't talk to you. 
Nah, never that. Never that. It's a, it's a journey. Um, is there a story in your life that you feel like relates, like something similar? My whole life relates, dog. I'm an alchemist. <laughs> I'm on a journey. My whole life. If you want to talk about something similar, what I'm doing right now, what yeah, we for did. Sure. For sure. It's a journey. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember how he said it, but however he said it where it's written. Like, what? what, what oh, yeah. It is written. Word. It was mm-hmm. some Arabic word that meant, like, it is that. written. Maktu. Yeah. Pak, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Not pak, mak, maktu or something maktu. like that. Yeah. Hey. It's written, man. So, um, I I think everything I do in my life is like can relate to this book, and um, I think the fun part of the book is like every everything is about your like personal ledger or whatever, and like kind of adding to your your story and stuff like that. And I really like that people had like endpoints to their ledger, but I wish it was almost even like an alchemist part two about like once you kind of reach your leisure of you you've completed your leisure almost per se you've done your journey what's next mm-hmm. what's next because that's how you get stuck like i said in that gold medal syndrome but like what's the thought process after that how do you find your new leisure after that first ledger has been met that you thought was so far out there so unrealistic you you meet it so let's say if i want i want a billion dollars i'm making some up i want a billion dollars in my bank account I get a billion dollars tomorrow because I hit the lottery or something. It's in my bank account. Oh shit! What I'm supposed to like? What? <laughs> what now? Hey, now but I, I, start I just I just posted something today that said happiness is the lack of desire. So maybe that that's mean? the uh, like to me it meant when you no longer long for something, like you no longer no longer desire something. Like you already have everything that you desire, and that's your true point of happiness. I don't disagree with that. I just remember like that big song Jay Shetty talk about like them just exchanging the words. So, uh, like where at first it was almost saying like saying you want stuff is like coming across ungrateful and changing it with desire. So it was like kind of contradict that one a little bit, where it's like maybe happiness is the lack of like want versus desire like you can i can desire something in and you know manifest it and act like i already have it but i can still be grateful and happy for what i have now so i i still agree with the concept it's just i don't know if i would use the word desire per se in the quote for sure i think that was in i don't know what book it was in but it was in a, a book one of the books we read so definitely a bar that can be interpreted in multiple ways i agree you can definitely um, still desire something or want something and not be like ungrateful for it. Like to act as though you already kind of have it. What about you? Sure. Story in your life that relates? Uh, story in my life that relates is just kind of like, I would probably say like the, the love story part just because he was able to kind of focus on his I goal. It is. <laughs> focus on his goal and then circle back to his love like he he had like once he met he was talking to the alchemist and he's like look your love will be there if it's meant to be um definitely a lot of people i think a lot of people in life get sidetracked with like the relationships in their life instead of like pursuing kind of their goal or their ledger or whatever you want to say 
Um, and you think like, I can't do both or because of this person, I got to stay focused this way instead of going the way I really want to go. So I thought that definitely related to my life uh, at times, not necessarily now, but at times where I said, I, you know what, I want to pursue this. I want to travel. I want to do this. And then if that love is meant to be, it'll still be there. Um, so I think that was relatable for sure for me. Yeah, I think it also took like oh. uh, in the book the per- the person like saying it to him too though like us women of the desert do this and like you know like no don't let me hold you back from going out and doing your personal ledger like I don't want you to resent me and all this stuff please go do your personal ledger I'm gonna be here yeah for sure that's part of it. That definitely makes the journey easier. Oh, for sure. Um, Any last points or? I guess, uh, is there something you could take from the book right now and apply it to your life? Some some section yeah, you read? Yeah, for like, sure. Oh, I need to take from that. Um, funny thing is, I used to do what's kind of in the book before I even read the book, like, I used to like flip a coin to figure out what I'm going to do with something like some decision that's kind of like not necessarily minuscule, but like just if I'm too tied up on a decision and it don't necessarily really matter and I don't have a lot of research, I kind of would just like flip a coin and I would be like, I'm letting the universe kind of tell me what I'm going to either do or what's going to happen. Like give it to God. Like what is like, what's going to happen? I'm excited. But, um, the funny thing is, I stopped doing that when I would be like, again, I'd be thinking like levels. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm running away from making, being in control of decisions and stuff. I'm running away from it by like giving it to a coin and stuff. Make a decision. Mm-hmm. If you believe there's no wrong decision, just make one on your own terms then. Be a man. Have some more discernment. So like, uh, it's plenty of stuff I can definitely take away from the book right now. I think the biggest thing I would take away is... Um, I kind of wrote my own quote, uh, and it came from reading the book. So I wrote, don't work against the current of life. Flow with it. Very good. I agree with that. So that's what I, I'm taking away from the book. Like, um, whatever it may be, work, love, relationships, and stuff like that. Like, it's going to be times when I need to be, like, grinding super hard, doing all of this in one area. So I think really, um, cause some other stuff I've seen too is like balance is like having like balance, work-life balance and stuff like that is really like a, almost like a facade or like, it's almost thinking like you can multitask and stuff. It's not real. What you really got to have is, what's the word? It's not balance. That's the word. You got to have, find the right, mm, almost like relationship or almost like ratios where it's like, um, um, sometimes I'm going to be working harder and relaxing less in this season or period. And it's going to keep shifting and changing. Sometimes I'm going to be super gun cold on my relationship in this season. Sometimes I'm going to be really into my like friends and stuff. And it's just going to making sure that like, it's a nice little dance of making sure each area of, of my life is happy and that I'm doing those like things to support as well. Like whatever my spiritual routine is like, speaking to my family and time with my family, time with yeah. my friends, time with my loved ones, like making sure that like the ratios are like 
getting mad. And the time that I am spending with them is very intentional and focused. I'm not like letting stuff bleed over into each other. Yeah. What about you? Stay in present. Um, right. I definitely would say like just the, the fact of listening to omens and like taking what the universe gives you and, and building on that and going with that. I think that is something that I can take and apply to my life right now. Um, I think I've received a lot of different omens across my life and some I was able to take and some I think I was like, what? I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a sign, um, but just kind of trusting the universe and having faith that I'm going to be led in the right direction. Um, but that's absolutely something that like, as soon as I started getting into the book and they started talking about omens, I was like, oh man. I, I dwell on those a lot. Like, oh, that was a sign. Like, that was really a sign and how to use those to kind of perpetuate me still going towards my goal, whatever that may be at the time. Yeah, if I got to say something for you on that, man, trust your gut, your intuition. Yeah. The dwell thing is not necessary for you to get the lesson. You gonna If you trust your gut, you'll get the lesson regardless. Like, you'll, the lesson will, will come to you, but, like, it's almost like, college and stuff think long think wrong and all this other stuff like sitting with it too long like don't get me wrong it's it, it depends on the nature and the situation sometimes you do need to sit with it for the answer to come to you but for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. trusting your intuition motion versus action type thing like hey i want to do this go do it yeah, uh it's sure. like 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 people say with like sports and stuff if you uh if you if you're running and you running in the wrong direction, it's easy to take you and turn you to the right direction. But if you ain't even running, it's hard to try and get you to like go get and you stuff moving. if you're just sitting there, like get yeah. you moving. It's easier to be like, all right, cool. If you're going to make a, a mistake, make it hard and wrong. All right, cool. Now you can kind of adjust. You learning quickly versus like, oh, damn, I was sitting here 10 years, came up with this master plan and then this shit failed in the first five minutes. Like now I got to check and adjust when I could have just started. Yeah. For sure. That's what's up. Anything else uh, from the Alchemist you want to share with the people? No. Uh, I would just, again, highly recommend the book. If you're an audiobook person, I think this is a good audiobook. I think you, like, were saying how, like, the voice is a little monotone or, or something like that. But, like, I, like, the thing I liked about the audiobook was just how they he would use, like, it wouldn't be different voices that would come on, but he would do different accents with different people yeah. in the book. Yeah. So that helped me, like that helped me with like visualization help. and stuff like that. It's almost getting like read a story. Well, it is getting read a story, but I like when the people change their voices for different characters versus just like reading the book to me. Like, like why, why do you even do this? Yeah, I definitely love the character shift. The old man had an older voice. The king had a strong voice. The son sounded the same way. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. The, the women, like, I, yeah, I, 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 I had like to that. get into it. It took me a second, but I had to get into it. It was a bar, some bars in the beginning. I don't know if you caught it, but as soon as the book starts, it's like a random little story about a person story. looking at their reflection. <laughs> yes, in the pond, and the river was like, I like the boy coming because I can see my own reflection in his eyes. It was a bar. It was. I caught him. I caught him for sure. Uh, nah, I just highly, highly recommend if you're an audio person, do the audio book, quick listen, uh, you know, relatively quick listen. And if you're a book reader, I think I'm going to buy a copy for sure. This is just definitely something I just want to see sitting on my bookshelf. What about you? Uh, it was a good read. 
I would recommend it. Um, definitely listen to it a couple times, at least twice, or read it a couple times. You definitely catch by And you may catch them the first time when you actually read it, putting your eyes on it. But for the audio book, definitely listen a couple times um, and get it, get it in your spirit and your system. I got to name something after them stones in my house or something. I got to name something after them stones. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something named after them stones. <laughs> We're going to pick what drink we drinking. We doing this or this? I had that. Food. We got that in the game cabinet. It's a coin in there. Yeah, for sure. I know. I know. I know. All right. Well, uh, this has been another Zen Trap Perspective ZTP. Again, I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. MP. If you can't do nothing else, protect your peace. And protect your energy. It's the Zen Trap. We out. Zen Trap. Out of here.